Adam? Adam? Hey, the show's on. Oh, hi. <laughs> I guess it's not Adam versus the man. It's Ed versus the man today. Oh, no. What have they done? They've given Ed control of the show. Oh, my Lord. What is going on here? Hi, everybody. Hi, Adam. I hope you're out there watching. My name is Ed Vallejo. Some of you may not know me. Some of you may know me from movies such as Let's Spend the Night Together with the Rolling Stones or How the Ron Paul Revolution Watered the Withering Tree of Liberty for Liberty. I'm in a couple of movies. You might recognize me for that. Um, Psychic Taxi. Hey, no need to call me. I know when you need a ride. <laughs> I'm Psychic Taxi on YouTube and and up until July of two years ago on Twitter with 30,000 followers, which I checked not too long ago, those 30,000 are still waiting for me to come back. And you know what? It's July, and it was July when I left, and I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to jump back on Twitter. I'm going to reclaim those 30,000 followers, and I'm going to point them towards Adam versus the Man podcast. And I'm also going to see what I can do, see how long it takes for them to boot me off of Twitter when I start talking about the FBI coming up to Freedom Ranch in Ash Fork, Arizona, and taking my phone with a federal warrant out of the District of Columbia, and I'm not in the District of Columbia. They pulled something called Rule 44 out of their ass, which they are currently using, and when I say they, I mean the corrupt, improperly elected powers that be that are currently in control of the United States of America. That's the they. You hear me say they and talk about they and them. Those are the they I'm talking about. They call me and the Fed Ed for years because... For literally years, I was the Arizona State Coordinator for the End the Fed Project. And remember, remember, what? The 5th of November? That's right. The gunpowder and treason plot. I know of no reason the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. And that's why I started gathering people on the corner of the only federal, the hidden Federal Reserve Building that people do not know about that is a cash storage facility at 47th Avenue and McDowell Road. Yeah. When I first when we first started doing the end the fed protests where everybody was going to go to the Federal Reserve and protest its existence, I got online and said where's the nearest Federal Reserve to Phoenix, Arizona so I can rally the troops there. Either San Francisco or Ho there's a facility of the Federal Reserve in Phoenix, Arizona. It's a cash transfer facility. I go, I drive over there. I said, I got to see it. Drive over there. I get to the building. It's just a big, huge, nondescript building. I'm a big warehouse building. Look like a distributor for Costco or Kmart, anything big. But there's no, no doors, no windows. There's a roll-up door on one corner of the building that has those 
those roll up those pop up bumpers where they could pop up something where you can't get a vehicle in there. I get there and, and and there's just a guard check and a fence around. It's like I can't believe this. This building is full of money. It's in the middle of a, a residential Hispanic barrio, and these guys don't know about it. So guess what? Ed had a good time that outing these people. And every car, every time we were on the street at the court street light, and every time the street would stop all the cars, people window down. Hey, you know this building is full of money. Do you know this building? The this building is full of money. And we told every we outed this place out. We were there. I know three years straight that I that I I did it, and then I forget where we went. Anyway, back to the show. So this guy Ed Vallejo is now hosting for Adam Kokesh, and just to bring in some familiar faces, if I'm not familiar from co-hosting on Thursdays, let's bring up my co-hosts for today. Yes, not one, but two. Anthony Ralston and Steve Remus. Hey, good morning. Da, 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 da. How you doing, Steve? You're muted, Steve. Yeah, it helps if I press the mute button on my microphone. See, hey. I told you guys I needed more coffee. I told you I needed more coffee. No, good co-host does things like that. You know, you cover your host by stopping any feedback that could come from your machine to his. How are you today, Ant? I'm doing good. I'm back at the Ant Farm, out of the damn patch. My internet feels like it's doing good today, so I won't have to pledge tribute again today like I did yesterday. But Yeah, oh. badass hats, boys. Thanks, Joey. One has the good guy hat, and one has the bad guy hat. Oh, that's no, quite good. Wait a second, Ed. Wait a second. Yes. Wait a second. Historically speaking, it doesn't matter what color the hat is. What it, uh, so I could be the bad guy. Oh. What year were you born? 1985. 1985. Shoot, I, that was my second year of recovery from alcoholism. I mean, I had been married and divorced and married and divorced and married by that time. Oh shoot! I'm catching you now in 2021. I'm talking about a different time, okay? I'm a I'm a different class of of you guys and uh, audience. Uh, I'm an old timer, okay? No way! I was raised on country and western and all of that stuff. I'm a rocker, but I was my stepdad was from North Carolina from a a tobacco farm, and he was dyed in the wool cowboy and all of that. And I've seen every cowboy and cowboy film that they made that was black and white and plus and and the good guys always had the white hats on and the bad guys always had the black hats on i don't think it was until way into maybe the 90s or something before they started having uh bad guys in white hats so you're talking, you're talking about hollywood Ed. you're talking about hollywood yeah well i'm not talking about today's hollywood i'm talking about the America that was, okay? The America that was will never appear again on the face of this earth, gentlemen. I cry and weep for that because it was it was a good time in that people respected each other, okay? 
That was the biggest difference between then and now that I can see. Nowadays, people don't truly respect each other unless who they need to respect owes them something. You know, it's a sad state of affairs. It really is. Yeah. Gentlemen, today's comment contest is going to be caption this photo. Love it. Oh, I got I got a few already. <laughs> oh man, this should be good. And if you would like, please, uh, uh gentlemen, the man with the black hat, put up the good comments and the good suggestions of the man with the, the white hat, you know, man with a you know what I'm saying. I'm I'm having a, a Joe Biden moment. You know, the thing. <laughs> do the thing. <laughs> the thing. You guys do your thing, do it well. And we'll talk with you in just a little while. What's Ed going to do next? Man, I tell you what. I've been so slammed in my schedule here recently. I have not been able to get the car dropped on the phone that was returned to me by the FBI. Yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dote on the FBI a little bit. I am because, you know... When I read the warrant that they used for my phone, it was the squirreliest thing I have ever read for a government document. It really was. You could tell that there was a power that wanted the minions to do something the minions didn't want to do. Okay? Uh, promos. I don't know how to do promos. I forget how to do promos. Um... We go to Jim, the producer, for promos. There we go. What's going on? Thank you very much, Ed. I hope you guys are all enjoying this wonderful show with Ed. And the Fed, Ed, as it were, you're going to get to know him very well today. I, he forgot about uh, bringing me on for promos, but we guided him right through it, so it's no big deal. Uh, if you want to be a part of the notes of the show, there are no notes in today's show because we are winging it. Uh, like like the left and right wing of, of the evil bird that we all bitch about. Yeah, we're winging it like crazy. But you can join t.me forward slash Adam versus man. Anything we do talk about, we'll try to add it into there so that you can follow along. And uh, normally on regular shows, as you know, that's uh, that's where the links are for the show and everything that's going on with the show can be found there. Uh, next, let's see. Uh, as for promos, we're going patreon.com forward slash Adam versus the man. We got one, we got five, 10 or $50 a month at the different levels to support the show. $10 a month will get you access to the private producers club chat. The few things that are cool about the private producers club chat is you get the, um, you get the link to the backstage of the show every single day. So if you ever do Speaking of that, we're going to be uh, taking callers today, so I'll be putting the link out there anyways. But on normal days, the producers club, the private producers club gets access to the backstage of every single show. So if you want to do a call in, you want to do a shout out, take a few seconds on the show or something, I'm sure we could work that in for our private producers club members. Homefrontbattlebuddies.com, the best veterans nonprofit website out there right now, brand new going on. They're hosting retreats aimed at reducing the amount of veterans that uh, hurt themselves every day in this country due to the horrible things they were asked to do. Uh, all of your donations that go to Homefront Battle Buddies are 
uh, tax deductible. So definitely take advantage of that and don't forget to write them off on your government theft paperwork. Uh, next, we got Instagram at the Garden of Freedom is where we go to check out all the pictures and videos of life up there in Gardenia, all the different beautiful sceneries, all the different artwork that they put on their stuff out there, different creations, all the fur babies, all kinds of great pictures and videos at the Garden of Freedom on Instagram. Give it a look. Give it a check out. Uh, make your eyeballs happy for the day. TheCrypto6.com. This is the website for the Bitcoin, uh, the Bitcoin church that was raided up in Keene, New Hampshire. I'm sure you've heard about it. If you haven't, the Crypto6.com can tell you all about it. There's uh, codes here, QR codes that you can scan to donate different cryptocurrencies to help these guys out. This button, the very first link right here at the top gives you the address so you can write to Mr. Nobody who's still sitting in a cage. Uh, write him, let him know that you're supporting him, you're thinking about him, you're hoping that he gets out of there and you're fighting the fight with him. Lastly, gogreenenergyonline.com, the best website we send people to to learn more about solar power, micro wind power, zero energy homes, things like that. If you're looking to go off grid, you can do so anywhere, even in a city. The best place to do it yourself, uh, get the education to be able to do it yourself, would be at gogreenenergyonline.com. Those that are promos, I think you have, I hope you have a wonderful day and enjoy the show. And that's it. That's all I got. Have a good day. Well, Jim. That can't be all you got. I'm yeah, sure you have a Snoop Dogg song that you can pull up and play for our good listeners. Oh, I, I could I could do a little something. If you want. Please, if you would. <coughs> Word. Yes, okay, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I got. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Ed Come Out Show. No, I'm not gay. But I can publicly state that I smoke cannabis. Now, why is that such a big deal, Ed? What does it matter for you to say that? Because that's the first time publicly and on record. It is now on record. Okay, because when you do something in public, it becomes a part of the public record. Up until now, I've been telling people, hey, if you go and get a state-sanctioned marijuana card. Oh, my battery's running low. You will go out and get yourself a state-sanctioned marijuana, medical marijuana card, any kind of card sanctioned by the state. You cannot buy a firearm without lying on the federal firearm form that says, do you smoke this? Well, I'll tell you, I don't expect to fill out a federal form for buying a firearm or wiping my butt. So I don't need to protect myself anymore. And I'm not worried about it. So that's why I made a big deal of it. Anyway, oh, damn. <laughs> Cardinia kitties ate my weed again. That's a good one. That's a really good, ill. Uh, that's a good one. Oh, that's in the running. That's in the running. It's going to be a very disjointed show, people. It's going to be hard for me to maintain any straight 
line of, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a big jumbled mash. If you'd like, you can help me with this show. You want to be part of the show? Call in. Jim's got this link up here where you can click on it. You come on, come backstage, you be a caller. Come on and talk to me and be a part of the show. Talk about some of the, the news stories that we're going to get into or talk about me and my history. Anybody that knows me, hey, if you're watching the show, call up and say hi. I haven't seen you in a while. I'll take all callers today. I'll take all callers. I'll take all comers. I'll take just about anything. This is our comment contest is caption this. I ripped my pants. Oh, you know, when my comment was, what do you mean there's no more flame in hell? <laughs> That's what I saw when I saw that. It looked like a devil on a hot sauce bottle. <laughs> oh, man. Damn, Gardini, can you say my weed again? Ah. I it's yeah take it off it, it's hard to have that in the background looking at you when you're trying to do a show <laughs> oh crap all right until we get a caller or why aren't there bathroom breaks during a podcast it's like yeah, that's what that little bucket is in front of the person um, Ed who are you who is this Ed guy? Uh, anybody that's been around in Arizona for any period of time and cares about liberty, you know who I am. Because I've been a, a, a Arizona area activist since the 80s, basically. Since the 80s. Uh, I have a, a long history of activism and a political career that's kind of fits and starts, but it's still considered a political career. Now, there was a time before all of this when I was on the systems programming, okay? I'm a common American born in the 50s, okay? I was born in the only year that has a letter denomination. If you say, what year is IGY? What year is IGY? What the hell is that? Well, if you're an old person like I am and you were schooled in the classics, you had an education that included going to the library and looking things up for yourself, finding out how everybody else on the planet, billions and billions and billions of people have lived, loved and laughed and died You get full a lot. Has Ed? I'm getting to that, Los. I'm getting to that. Has Ed run for office? Yes. I'm a baby boomer. You can call that whatever you want. Good thing, bad thing. I don't care. The reason they call me a baby boomer is because I'm a product of the baby boom that was created by my father and his band of people that came back from Korea and did... God only knows what. And they all came back and they all got married and had kids. They all came back at the same time and they all had kids at the same time. And this boom is my generation. Okay. 
IGY is the International Geophysical Year 1958. Now, 1958 was such a monumental year that they gave it, am I a Goldwater fan? God bless and God rest, Barry Goldwater. See, now that just disrupted my thinking. Where, where was I just now? What was I just talking about? Ah, I hate, don't you hate when that happens? You know, I'm so comment-oriented with the audience. Yes, IGY. So keyed on the audience. And the audience, when the comments come up, man, that's the first thing I want on the show. You guys ever, do you notice a difference between the comments on other days and the comments when I'm there? Huh? Ed gets the comments in there where they need to be at the right time, and Adam reads them and comments them within your part of the show. I want to make you part of the show. Yes, Los, I have run for office, and I'll tell you about that in just a second. You guys quit badgering me. International Geophysical Year. Important year, so important that they gave it IGY. They gave it letter denomination. Why? Because that was the year that we finished mapping the Earth. I mean, when you get a when you get a set of guys to go out with a tripod and survey an area and mark it, and then go survey another area and mark it, and then you survey the third area and mark it, you have a triangularization. You have three points on which to relate everything to. 1958, the year I was born, they finished doing that for the entire planet. So they knew exactly what height, what elevation, what everything looked like. We could actually create an, a globe that was true, okay? So it's a different time when I was created. Now, I've seen the generations come after me and the generations after me, okay? When I was born, I was part of the program of, of I don't even know if it was pre-COINTELPRO or whatever it was, but there were government programs by spooks. Yeah, spooks, motherfuckers, spooks. I know you don't like that word, but yeah, that's what you are. You're fucking spooks. And I use profanity when it's necessary, and it's necessary for that. Because anybody that snoops around, you and your kind, for other purposes, are snooping. Okay? You might call it a Karen nowadays because they snoop into your business and bitch about it. No, back in my days, they were called spooks, and I like that term. Anyway, when the spooks were working and they were doing genetic shit, see there again, when it's important, I use it. They were doing genetic shit on us and they were calling it vaccination. They had done it on generations before me. It got up to me. They vaccinated me. Okay. Lo and behold, after I'm vaccinated, you know, I... I my parents are both past, God rest their souls. I can't ask them questions. I doubt if they'd be able to answer my questions anyway. But after I was vaccinated, I'd like to know, did I have asthmatic bronchitis before I was vaccinated? Because I'll tell you, folks, I developed asthmatic bronchitis as a child, and it fucked my life up every step of the way my life has been impacted adversely by I what I believe is whatever they injected into my body as an infant 
And I'll tell you what, that's the most reprehensible act a human can do, in my estimation. If you have a child or having a child or what, don't stick nothing in that kid, please. I beg you, I beg you, because you don't know what the hell is going to happen to that kid, and it could affect them for the rest of their life. Okay? So, I developed asthmatic bronchitis as a small child. I didn't even... I didn't even go to second grade. I was in the hospital all that year under an oxygen tent. And I was fortunate in that my mother, God rest her soul, my mother would come to the hospital every night. In the evening, they'd pull back the oxygen tent and I'd breathe the air at night. And my mom would sit there and she brought pencil and paper. And my mother taught me how to read and write in the hospital. When I got out of the hospital... It was time to go to third grade. They tested me, and I was at the head of my class. Because my mom taught me well. So, being an asthmatic and not being able to go out and run and play with the other children. I was stuck inside, and I read. I read voraciously. I read everything. And I learned about life. I learned about life the best way that I know of, and that's by the mistakes of others. You can learn more from the mistakes of others and just sidestep all those mistakes in your life and have such a much better life, okay? Rather than forging headlong willy-nilly in what you believe is the direction you think you're supposed to be going in. Man, you know, I could I could talk on this show for the next six hours without a problem without a problem because the story that i have to tell is so vast and so deep and so all-encompassing that it's it's perfect i'm one of those individuals that have lived long enough and have experienced enough and done enough that i live a perfect life okay sure i still make mistakes you know, I go in the wrong direction sometimes, but I'll tell you what, I'm getting really damn good at this living thing. And I got such a handle on it that it's taking me in places I never dreamed of going. You know, I never, if you'd asked me last week or last month or last year, would I be sitting here today talking to, I don't know how many people and telling them the story of my life or or, or, you know, where I've been and what I've done or what it means to me and how that impacts you, what it means to you, how it relates to you. It's magnificent. In not being able to go with everybody else, I had to do my own and I learned a lot and I advanced as a human a, a lot better than other humans. And a lot of my troubles was trying to relate to other humans in their accumulated group level of where they're supposed to be and where they're supposed to be learning and having to sit with those people while they're doing that and doing other stuff while they're doing that because they're so they're so far behind me it's just it's unimaginable anyway i make it through school by the time i graduate high school boy there's so many stories i could love to tell you in there but let's let's get to that point 
by the time I graduated high school, I was the battalion executive officer of the West High, Phoenix West High School Junior ROTC, Junior Reserved Officers Training Corps. My dad was military. I liked the military. I played with army men as a kid. I loved my army movies. Audie Murphy, Alvin York, you know, the structure of it. Being a Virgo, Virgo rising, right? Methodical, meticulous, analytical. I like the structure of the military. You had to eat shit, but you only had to eat shit long enough till you got high enough to everybody had to eat your shit. It's like, hey, that's for me. <laughs> I know how to learn a system, game the system, work the system, or do it, whatever it did, get to the top, and you, you, you succeed. That is success. Completion of the mission. I liked it. at. When I graduated, okay, I was also chess club, computer club, okay? We are on marvelous technological advanced machines that do stuff we would never dream of being able to do, okay? But in 1972, I was online. Yes, I was online in 1972, folks, okay? I was online in the computer club. We had timeshare basic with the Phoenix Union High School District and had access to their computers. And we had two Hewlett Packard 2000 teletypes. Okay. You could only push one button at a time. It was funky. It was, you know, 10 space print hello 20 and run. Hello. We, Wrote computer programs in 1972. That's all we did, but it worked. And not only that, you could save your computer program by print. And it took, 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 took this yellow ribbon of paper about this wide, would punch different size holes in it and come out and it'd be about maybe this long, you know, for just print hello. And you'd roll it up. And the next day when you come in, you, you'd feed it into the reader and it would go tuk, 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 and it would read the holes in there and it would bring your program up. It was magnificent. So I started programming in 1972. By 1976, I had an offer from Bill Schuster from IBM to come to IBM and be a systems data analyst in 1976. Or I was already in the delayed entry program and was a member of the United States Armed Forces as a private first class for the last six months of my high school day. What do I do? Do I go in the service, see the world, be active, healthy? Or do I go into a computer room, sit in front of a screen, and, and get fat, dumpy, and blind, and rich? What do you do? I went in the Army. Okay, so go through the Army. and we, That's another long three-hour, five-hour, ten-hour story. I made it through that. Took three times going through A fees because I had asthma. By the third time, they let me in with a waiver. <laughs> that was I had people stick their finger up my ass three times to get into the service, Adam. That's the that's that's program dedication. Because I'm what I'm talking about. Everything I've set up to now has been the programming of the system. Okay, because I went through my my uh, military days and got out and everything and kept on going and I continued with my alcoholism that I had developed at an early age from drinking beers 
around the poker table after the game is done and everybody's gone home and and on through the military and go, oh man, we drank like oh bad fishes in the military. Bad fish, bad fish. Oh, and I got out and continued on, and it's all part of my story because I well wow, time goes. Yeah. So Ed was coding on cave walls and driving his Model T to work. Actually, I was roller skating my red, white, and blue roller skates. And I was skating to high school and beating the bus there. You know, the kids would laugh at me for skating, but I'll tell you what, they were stuck in traffic and I beat them to school. <laughs> oh, um, um, no, I better not tell that story. Let's advance this a little bit. I've been programmed by the system, done in by the system, who knows what by the system, continued on this system program until nine, March 22nd of 1983. That was the day the program crashed. I won't go into what made me quit drinking but i will tell you that in stopping drinking alcohol which was just from my parents point of view just a part of life stopping drinking for somebody who you couldn't see out his bedroom window for all the empty jack daniels bottles was a monumental occasion now at this point this ego monster, known as Ed, had to learn a different way of living. And he went to people that actually succeeded in recovering from alcoholism and asked them how they did it. And they said they did it by following what old-timers had written in a book. So I followed what the old-timers wrote in the book. I followed what the people that I was dealing with said, and I got better. The point of my story up to now is that I had to come to the realization that not everything that those in authority over me, my parents, my teachers, Officer Friendly, General Webley, whoever that is, you know, I'm just making up names. Anybody in, in authority, your your senator, your representative, your your president your emperor, your overlord, you know, whatever. They didn't all tell me the truth. They all told me what they wanted me to know for their purposes. That's a hard realization, okay? But to grasp that realization as the beginning of a new life and trying to forge a new life on a foundation of not just honesty, because I was a bullshitter. Man, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. Not just honesty, but rigorous honesty. Now, when you get on a program of rehabilitation from anything, I don't care what it is, and you go on rigorous honesty, you have to start going over your life and everything you know and playing with you. I, I came up with this metaphor of I woke up on top of a mountain of blocks of information. And I didn't know which of those blocks were facts and which were non-facts. And they were just a mass jumble and you couldn't stand on it because there's no foundation. 
So I had to kind of dig my way all the way down to the very bottom and, and get down to the bottom, get myself enough room to where I could take one and look at it and look at it honestly, rigorously honesty and determine, is this a fact or is this a non-fact? And if it was a non-fact, I had to chuck it. And if it was a fact, I would put it down in place firmly. And it took a long time of going through these facts, okay, rehabilitation, recovery, especially from alcoholism because it affects your body and your mind. Alcoholism is a disease that tells you you don't have a disease. That's tough. It's tough to overcome. Well, first, my, my body had to, had to heal because I was in a bad shape physically, you know. I won't go into it. I was in a bad shape mentally, you know. I won't go into it. With time, your body gets better. You feel better. That's from eating and sleeping regularly, getting sun, not abusing your body. Humans heal. They get better. The longer I got better, my brain started to heal. The fog started to lift. And I could determine what was what a lot better. It took a long time for my body to heal, for my mind to heal. I worked on my soul, but I won't go into that or religion at all on this program. I got better. Then I got my family better. Then I started working on my community. Now, by this time, Los, I get into your story. Up until that time, I'd never seen a politician I wanted to vote for. Every last one of them are rat bastard. No good. They don't need to determine anything. I ain't voting for none of them, and they're all a bunch of crap. So I never registered to vote. Never did. None of that stuff. Then came the day when I found out that Michael Badnarik, who was a staunch liberty-minded libertarian from... Texas that taught the Constitution. This guy drove a car with no license plate because license plates are for commercial vehicles. And if you're not driving a commercial vehicle, they have no business licensing your travel from point A to point B anywhere on the earth. He believed that. I believe that. Hey, this is a good man. He's, he ran for president of what was called the Libertarian Party. It's the first time in my life I saw somebody I wanted to be president. I went out registered to vote and registered with the Libertarian Party. I go to the Libertarian Party of Arizona. By this time, I'm in Arizona because being asthmatic in California was no good. I was born in Cal California, and that's more stories. They chased me out of California in the 90s, and I'll never go back, but those are for another day. I go to the First, my first Libertarian Party meeting in Phoenix, Maricopa County Libertarian Party. First one I go to, there's this person that isn't normally there, they tell me, that was there to uh, notar notarize documents. And that they were filling out forms for running for office and that the person was there to notarize the forms so that they could submit them. And would you like to run for office? It's like, well, I don't know what to do, you know, or any of this stuff. And so I look into it a little bit. And, okay, precinct committeemen of 
the Holly Precinct, where I live. Fill out the forms, they notarize them, send them in. Voting day comes along, I go to vote, and lo and behold, my name's on a list. I can vote for me. How about that? Cool. Twink. Find out the results, and Ed is elected precinct committeeman with one vote, his own. Yay! I elected myself to office, ladies and gentlemen. That's how easy it is. That's how easy it is to start on the road of overlording others. Others, 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 others. <laughs> you like that, Ant? I'm looking at my guys on another screen down here, and they've been, oh, my God, other stories. That just made Ant laugh. So I get one for making Ant laugh. Hey, bring my guys up here for a minute. Let's talk to them. Let's see how they're doing. Because they're, they're asleep. I know, Jim, you, you were kind of under the weather this morning anyway, late. In the, oh, my God. Ah, made you go. You I'm like that, Ant, huh? Oh, that was you got a good chuckle out of me on that one. Yeah. Add with a special sound effects, sound effects guru. Add that to your resume. All right. Good comments, bad comments. We haven't got a whole lot. We got those mm -hmm. that we posted, and that's all we've gotten for comments yeah. as far as the comment contest. I mean, oh, show that picture again, Jim. Come on. Anybody can't come up with that or the, with a uh, caption for that photo. I mean, that's honestly. Honestly, that's Adam's face when he saw his Verizon bill for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you're the FBI? <laughs> so, so Loss on YouTube asked if our cowboy hats are cool. Oh, man. Look, look, man. look, man. So so the thing you gotta you gotta know about the Southwest and, and I'm gonna throw Texas in here, even though Texas likes to pretend they're their own thing. Okay. You guys, you guys are way behind the times. You finally just got constitutional carry. Is you still haven't legalized marijuana yet? I don't know what's going on over there. You guys, Texas nationalist, my ass. Anyways, yeah, and, our, and our governor <laughs> rolls around, and you know we, we call him Governor Hot Wheels. I mean, yeah, it happens. But this is like a this is like normal attire for the Southwest in Texas, Los. Well, but you don't have a pearl snap up on, given I don't have a pearl snap on either, but I got a yeah. purple buttons, the pearl buttons. It's a, it's a little, it's a little too hot. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I got my sleeves rolled up. It's a little too hot. Like I have my AC cranked down, but it's, yeah, hot and humid in Southern Arizona today. He said the M word. I had to. <laughs> uh, you got to get your COVID vitamins, right? You know, okay, let, let, let me talk for a second here on COVID-19 or whatever the hell they want to call it. You know, back in the 2000s, they come up with this H1N1. Remember the H1N1 scare? Yeah, I got, I got forced H vaccinated for that in the military. The H1N1 virus. You know what they're up to? I saw it about, a, about a, two weeks ago. I saw a thing that says they were talking about the H5N8 virus. virus. Sure. Oh, uh, if if math serves me correct me correctly, that means there's what forty seven other viruses that they put out into the public between then and now. Watch my show, <laughs> or I will condemn you to where I live, Gardenia. Yeah, I'm saying that doesn't sound like a threat at all, man. No, that's that's that sounds like <laughs> amazing. Time. What the heck? 
He's just trying to threaten us with a good time there, Ed. Yeah, man. A Saturday, a Saturday show with us. Are you trying to say we're cartoon characters? What the right? heck? <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, and, and uh, you know, like Steve was saying, if if you're not, if you've never been down to the Southwest, it's a pretty common thing to see people in cowboy hats. I'm originally from New England. I remember the first time I came out west, I was looking around. I'm like, what's up with all the cowboy hats? You know, and you know, and then I've actually had this one a long time. This one is beat up. It's I, I need a new hat, but I just this nostalgic value, so I keep it. But, but uh, yeah, it's just it's what we do: pearl snap shirts, cowboy hats. You don't always wear cowboy boots, but a lot of us do. Bolo tie. I mean, bolo tie, man. Those are those are special occasion type things, man. I'm not gonna wear a bolo tie twenty four seven. That's yeah, that's like you're going out dancing or you're going to a wedding or something. Going to dinner, man. That's like a dinner thing. If you're going to like a nice little steakhouse, yeah, you know, a bolo tie. Um, but. Yeah, the, the, it's a it's a big thing in the Southwest, especially I mean out here. You know, before the 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 feds moved west, um, uh, the cowboy you know self reliant way of life was, you know, that that's that's what I would hope to take Arizona back back to is making everybody independent and self reliant on themselves. Um, and then if you really want to get into some cowboy shit. So in the summer, you want a straw hat, because otherwise your felt hat will get sweaty and they're sort of a pain in the ass to clean. And this is a this is a felt hat. Yeah, this is usually a winter hat. And this one uh, is also like a going out dancing hat. It's not necessarily a working hat. He has more of a working hat on. I have more of a dress hat. Yeah. And then like there's there's rules where like, you know, when you take them off, you walk in a building, you never let anybody see the, 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 the bottom or inside of your hat. So like, there's all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of stuff. You guys can Google all that. We'll sit here for hours trying to discuss like cowboy etiquette. There's there's specific hat etiquette. Yeah. Yep. And really, I, I break almost all the etiquette with this hat just because of the nostalgic value on it. I don't have a. I don't even have my. I had a feather, a turkey feather, and I don't have a turkey feather anymore. It's it's long gone. So. Very good, gentlemen. Keep the comments coming, people. We need to get Ed a hat. Yeah. Well, Ed, it's got a hat, but it's not cowboy. Yeah. Well, it's. I know it's a ball cap, but see, it's it's a it's a mission cap, and I put letters <laughs> on there that said "on a mission." That's the one I wore to Washington D.C. on the sixth, and it's a special uh, material that soaks up the sweat and dissipates it really fast and i swept fairly prof fairly profusely so i needed something in order to work hey Ed, i do have a question though and yes. in light of recent news articles i've read uh do you have a lego set of the capital by any chance <laughs> you know that's the that's you one know of the he stories needs, i got for pulling up today Ed, Ed FBI, fbi criticized for seizing man's lego set of u.s capital yeah. Ed needs a horned buffalo hat. That's what Ed needs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Law says that you would look good in a fedora. Oh my God. No, let's not get started on the fedora thing. <laughs> oh, man. So we are still taking callers if anybody wants to call in. If Jim wants to put that back up there again, if anybody has a question for me, 
for Steve or for Ed. Um, we are taking callers. And then I think we're going to get into some news here in a little bit, right, Ed? Do I have to? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I didn't on Tuesday. I just, I just talked to everybody in the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. You know, being that it's the first time that I have done this on this medium, I wanted to get part of my story out there so that the people can get to know me a little bit. And it may have taken a little bit longer than Adam usually takes on himself in the morning. I apologize for that, everybody, but I'm trying to bring it all together into a congruent story to give you one bigger picture. I like it. Any I questions for me so far? From you guys? Yeah, why are you so old? Man. <laughs> I am I am grateful to my creator for the position of the stars when I was born. See, you hear you hear these Texans? This is that Texan thing, right? They gotta they gotta try to drag people down with them. I'm, I'm not dragging anybody down. <laughs> if I have to leave Arizona. There is only one choice, and that is Texas. Thank oh, you. I'd probably go to Idaho instead. In Texas, old. <laughs> in Texas, you can do something that you can't do anywhere else in any of the other states. And I'm sure Ant will, will back me up on this. In Texas, you can buy land. You can acquire the allodial title, which means you own the land under your home and the home above your home. And at that point, you no longer pay property taxes and can wall yourself off and live in there for the rest of your life without being touched by the United States government. Unless there is a time of war, insurrection, well, or rebellion. I'm going to say, wait, 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 Unless you live in Waco. <laughs> Unless you live in Waco. Uh, well, maybe maybe they didn't acquire the loyal title. Maybe not. Waco, Waco falls under those three. Waco was a war, and they won. They killed men, women, and children, and were victorious. They won the war of Waco, as far as I'm concerned. Those people should have been fucking left alone. They should have been left alone. So but that's why I don't I don't think it was really a war. It was I don't think war. Vicky Weaver needed to be shot with her baby in her arms either. No, probably not. God probably rest her soul. And fucking spooks. Lon Oriuchi, may you burn in hell when you die. It's yeah. it's take it's taking back words right now that uh <laughs> that aren't typically used. For that reason anymore. So when I, when I, grew up toward, when, I, I am very, I am very succinct in the words I use. They expressed my, uh, my thought processes, my idealism, and my basic foundations. No, I, I, I get your words for sure. I, when I grew up, spook meant something completely different. And we're probably going to get censored now for even saying such things. But okay, well, let's get in real trouble and let's go back. Before this bush and that bush, and then there was their dad bush, and there was Prescott Bush that, that you know, paid for the Zyklon B that was used to gas the Jews. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> ah, 
I mean, we could say all kinds of things that can get us into all kinds of trouble. But you know what? They're words. You know, the, the Constitution. Hey, you missed it. You missed it, Los. Here he Los. Los. Yeah. Los. in the bathroom. Is, Gosh. And he's been this. smoking for like the last hour, Los. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Be gone. Back to the story. Oh. I was at a political point in my story where I had... Yeah, the Nazis, the Bush family. Yeah, that's that's a different story. I'm talking about my story right now. We're still we're still talking about Ed. Okay, we're still talking about Ed. So, elected myself with one vote. Then I moved up. I moved up. And I moved up. And I moved up. And I moved up. And I moved up. I'll fast forward to 2009. In 2009, the Patriot community of the 50 states, well, actually only 48, only 48 put delegates forward. The 50 states, the Patriots of the states in 2009, a lot of them were Ron Paul people, big time. Yeah, go Ron. I, I could tell, I could do two stories, two, two shows on Ron himself. No, I... I make it to, I am elected by the Patriots of the state of Arizona as the voting delegate, myself and Howard Blitz of Tucson and Sylvia Boutelier of Phoenix were the three delegates that were sent to represent Arizona in the monumental Continental Congress 2000. Now, a lot of people don't know that the United States has held another Continental Congress with representatives from 48 of the 50 states. We, we deliberated for 11 days. We stayed in a hotel in uh, Illinois. 11 days. Hey, good morning, Sixth Estate. 11 days we deliberated violations of the Constitution, and then we uh, talked about uh, uh, solutions for the people, the state government, the federal government to correct all of these situations. And we came up with a document called the Articles of Freedom. You can look that up, the Articles of Freedom. I should have gave Jim a link. The Articles of Freedom, I think it was .us that might still have it. They've been taking it up and down and up and down. But if you read it, it's very prescient and it tells you about what's happened. And you'll see that we were right and all it's in any way. Keep on going, keep on going in the Libertarian Party. And uh, by, by 2012, by 2012, I had been uh, a Libertarian National Delegate a couple of times. I went to Denver and St. Louis and you know, did that a few times until it, trying to get Ron Paul, an uh, honest man, elected for president. Okay, Because Badnarik was a good man, but he didn't get anywhere near for enough votes. Ron Paul's been in the forever and was the 1988 Libertarian presidential candidate. And now here he was running as a Republican and I'm backing him. And that's more of my story that I won't go into. But I get to where he doesn't win and he leaves the Libertarian Party and goes to the Republican Party. I tell the Republican, uh, the Libertarian Party, which I was ready to run for the LNC, I said, hey, Ron's going over here to do it right. Let's go with him. I suggest that you suspend operations. It'll make 
national, it'll make international news that the Libertarian Party of America has suspended operations and left en masse to invade the Republican Party in support of this man, Dr. No, that's been in there forever. You'll make such a splash that it'll be it'll either succeed or you'll be you'll 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 be phenomenal when you get back. But no, it was more important for those in charge to maintain their positions of power than to do what's right, which Ernest Hancock, good man, calls the Steiger moment. That moment when whatever organization was created for becomes irrelevant in the the perpetuation of the of the creation is more important than why it was created. Okay. So I was there. Uh, I was there in St. Louis on the floor Sunday morning when I videotaped Michael Badnerick of the eulogy for the Libertarian Party and we left. I went Republican. Okay. Now I'm an Arizona activist in the Libertarian Party. I step into the Republican Party. What kind of reception do you think I got? Huh? Did I get the cold shoulder? Did I get, you know, the condemnation? Did they laugh at me? Did they make fun of me? Did they call me names? What did they do? Well, it just so happens that I knew personally the district leader, the district captain of the district that I was in when I, the first day I became Republican, I filled out the form. I took it over to him. He stamped it through. I went my 30 days and I was able to go to the Arizona state convention, which I crashed. That's another story. That's fantastic. I crashed the Arizona state convention. Yes, I did, <laughs> but that's another story. Anyway, so, I haven't filled out the form. Everything's done. I'm within the 30 days. I get to go to the convention. I don't have voting rights or speaking rights at the state convention. But lo and behold, enough Ron Paul supporters, enough patriots went to this convention that Ed's name got put in for delegate. And all of the slate, most of the slates, I wasn't on any slate. I don't, I don't think I made it on a slate. None of the slates included me. Well, when everybody saw... Well, Ed's not here. Ed's not there. No, we want we want Ed to go. We want Ed to go. And they all voted for me to be delegate. And I went to the 2012 Libertarian, uh, 2012 Republican National Convention in Tampa, Florida. And my district chairman didn't even go. I got to go as a delegate. I was an alternate delegate, but they voted me in. I mean, <laughs> like that. And it cost fifteen hundred bucks. Okay, this is the first thing is you got to give 1500 bucks to the party in order to go. And so everybody ponies up, ponies up. We come up with the money. I give it to them and they fly me out there. I go do the whole thing. And I'll tell you what, I, the FBI has probably got a whole nice little chunk of their file about Ed Vallejo and the Tampa Republican National Convention. That was in there when they went to look at all this stuff anyway, because <laughs> I, I interacted with them a few times. Not officially, but unofficially, and I'm sure they wrote it down. I love this. Nine o'clock, ladies and gentlemen. One hour down, and we got a lot to go. If you're having a good time and you're really enjoying the show, please put a comment in there. You guys, get those comments up there so I can see, because I'm talking to the camera. 
I'm talking to the people. I'm into this, okay? I'm not seeing stuff come up on the screen, you know, not even to glance at. I'm not glancing over here because that'll interrupt me. Are you guys, or is everybody enjoying the show? Are you guys, you guys doing good? Nod your head at least, guys, backstage. Ah, okay. I see the numbers up here that Ad normally gets, and I got about half of that. So I know at least half of you is out there. I hope you stay with me for the next hour. Um, they were saying, well, you're going to... No, I put that up there. That was me. That was my fault. <laughs> hey, girl. I should talk to my audience out there that I deal with every Thursday when I come in here. Hey, girl. Love you. You're one of my favorite. Hey, Ed, yeah, back and forth comment to me in the comments. That's cool. Uh-oh. Got to witness John. That might have been me just trying to take that off. Uh, I know, Mike, I know you're listening. I know uh, healthy disrespect for authority. I want you as a co-host. I don't know if you're, are you a male or female? Okay. I don't know. Are you a Z? Do you have a, uh, a special, you know, Matt, Matt Baxley, this dude, I met him personally out here. This is one cool dude. Okay. He's a laid back. I mean, I don't think you could get him riled up with a baseball bat full of nails. I'm serious. He's just seemed like one of them kind of guys. He's just so cool. Healthy disrespect for authority is a female. Oh, see now this is one of the reasons why, you know, my, my era is, about respect for other humans, respect for life, animal and aquatic and, and birds and everything. I mean, respect. I'm about respect. I really am. And respecting healthy disrespect for authorities, gender, and not saying, you know, you know, him or her or he or she just as a shot in the dark. I respect the person. You know, I don't call them anything unless I know for sure. And then I give them their due, what they want, and we can be respectful of each other. Because the only way we can gain the respect of others is if we respect them. The only way we can gain the love of each other is to love them. And the way we get people to kill each other is to kill each other. Okay? So... Matt, you better practice your dominoes, buddy. As you come back here, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. I hate to do that on air. But I'll tell you what. I've lived long enough that not only can I see the light at the end of the tunnel, it's fairly bright. You know what I mean? And when it comes to the display of emotions... I respect you enough to not hide them. Okay? I hope all of this is helping you to get to know me as an individual, as a person, as a co-host, as a part of Adam's show. Okay? Because I was taught that a man is judged by the shoes he wears, no, the clothes he wears, the shoes on his feet, and the company he keeps. And I want you all to know that Adam Kokesh is one of the finest individuals that I have ever met. This man is a man par excellence. He lives for himself 
He lives for his own ideals. He's he's grasping for what he wants to believe. He believes what he believes so far, but everybody changes. And I re I I love you, Adam, in that you're willing to change. Okay. A lot of people can't change. They're just so dead set in their ways, and they believe that that they're right. And if 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 something if they get bad feedback on anybody, you nobody's allowed to give anybody bad feedback anymore because it's taken as a personal attack and, and it's attack on their personal security. And everybody right now, I hate to say it. They're so damn insecure that they have to tiptoe around each other. Okay. I'm secure enough in my manhood to tell you all, Hey, I like girls and I don't dig guys, you know, and I like feeling good. I don't like drinking alcohol because alcohol makes me do things. Okay, it changes me. It, it, I black out. Okay, if you, if you've ever had to have somebody ask you, do you remember what you did last night? Or if you've ever awakened and the last thing you remembered was leaving work and going to the bar and putting a beer up and not remember putting the beer back down, waking up in your own bed, looking around, and there is no one else to tell you what happened last night. Wow. No. I'm living for not a day at a time, but I live for a moment at a time, guys. Because I never know. Those, those FBI people, they violated that warrant. I will tell you now. They violated that warrant. Okay? And if, if, if there's anybody out there that's got three Bitcoins, I'll sue them for violating their warrant. Okay, take that in mind. That's a big deal because I know they're listening. You bet they're listening. I know they're recording. You bet they're recording. And I'll know they'll use that. This is to show what my frame of mind is in court if the minions above tell the ones that don't want to to come get me because they'll come get me because they're told to. All right. The end of 2012. Ron Paul didn't win. And I could tell you all the whole story about that, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because in 2012, things changed in the Patriot community of Arizona. I'm pretty sure they changed in the Patriot community across the country. They may have done it the way we did it. I don't know. But the 10th Amendment Center has some good pay, good people. And they looked around. They said, okay, which county should we, I won't, I will say invade. Which county should we invade? Which county looks like we could go there and it has the least amount of everything and we could go in there and become situated to where we could all flood run for everything and then we're in charge of that county. We come back to the state convention and we, we've got power to deal with these people because at the time the GOP was still controlled by Haney's, Haney's people and he, know, he knows who I'm talking about. The people that were skimming all the money that was coming in millions, I, I won't, billions probably, of the money that was skimmed through the Republican Party. That no, so through all of that, they said we're leaving politics. We seen that we can't win in politics like this. We got to do an even longer range plan for politics, but that's beside what we got to do right now. And that's everybody's got to go into Navajo County. Okay, Navajo County is it. Everybody go to Navajo County, buy land, get off grid, 
Get out of the cities. Get out of where you are. Get self-sufficient. Support each other. And then once everybody is self-sufficient and self-supportive, everybody run for office, gain the power, come back later, and if possible, then do it then. Took a while. Took me a long time to get situated to where I could I get some land. But lo and behold, a five-acre plot in Navajo County came up. You people are going to scream. $1,250. Now, that's within any person's price range. I don't care if you don't have two nickels to rub against each other. With a short amount of time, you could come up with $1,250. I did. But being somewhat intelligent, I knew that the powers that be have stuff against me. Because I don't like participating in the power that bees voluntary compliance programs. So I called up a good friend, said, hey, see this? Look in the mail. Opens the mail. There's, there's money. He buys it. Paid for. Registered. Done. So now I live on five acres owned by some guy in New Jersey. <laughs> Anybody walks on the property and say, oh, we're here from the government. We need to talk to somebody. I said, well, talk to the guy in New Jersey. Anyway, we all went and got off grid, a bunch of us. And we're we're just now getting to the point where I think a lot of us are self-sufficient. Those, those that aren't, the other ones can probably pull them up. But there's so much going on. The COVID thing, the lockdowns, all of that created uh, situations where everybody's busy. You know, just like in the 70s. When both parents had to go work and they had to let their kids be raised by television and the government indoctrination centers considered public schools. You know? Look over here! Monkey, monkey, monkey. Look over here! It's the way it works. It's the way it works. This is the situation now. I'm out here. I'm on Freedom Ranch. I have taken up a position with Adam's new 501c3 corporation, Homefront Battle Buddies. Jim, if you would. Homefront Battle Buddies is an organization that was created to assist the exiting service member transitioning from the military service into civilian life without the hand of government being in there to mess things up. Okay. Now I got involved with this project because when I was approached and I was told, Hey, you know, this is going to be here. This, we got a facility. We're going to be doing all of this stuff. People, homeless veterans, any veterans, we're going to bring them in. We're going to be doing retreats. We'll be feeding them. We'll be doing activities. We'll be doing different therapies. You know, the, the government wants you on pharmaceuticals. People like me don't like pharmaceuticals. Okay. I don't drink alcohol. It's a refined substance and I consider it pharmaceutical okay don't like pills 
I got injured on the job back in the 90s when I worked in the aerospace industry in California. Thematic, Adam Kokesh is still active. This is his show. I'm filling in for him today. He has done the show every day for, uh, you know, I don't know how many months, years, but we're in show, show 600-something currently. Come back every day, the same time, Monday through Friday. I'm here on Thursday co-hosting. Thank you very much for asking. Damn, Jim, are you going to have to... Damn it, Jim, I'm just a doctor. No, damn it, Jim, you're just a producer. <laughs> Where was I? Damn, I got distracted again. Uh, oh, yes, pills, that's right, pills. No, no, gene therapy, no, no, MRA is not my friend, my friend, crack shot. Look, I got injured on the job, and I hurt my back. I've had back problems ever since. So when it comes to painkillers and pills and all that stuff, I've been through all the gamut and all that. But I did that as a recovering alcoholic. I mean, that's fuck, That's tough, okay? I mean, I, I wouldn't take a cold remedy if it had alcohol in it. I'd had take alcohol-free cold remedy. But when it comes to back pain, man, I, if I had to, hydrocodone, okay? Hydrocodone worked just fine for me. Right, it numbed the pain in my back. I could lay down, I could go to sleep. I was fine. I didn't use it to get goofy, I wasn't using it to get high, none of that stuff. So, I don't like pills, I don't like pharmaceuticals, but the government loves them because they're in cahoots with the people that make them and the people that prescribe them. I mean, what hello, when the people who are in charge of your health care are spraying heavy metals in the air over you, you know that the the glazier, yeah, that's the guy that replaces your windows. The glazier goes down the street at night breaking windows. And the tire seller goes down the street at night puncturing tires. And when you take your car in to have it have a problem fixed on it, you're not allowed to go back and watch the service people for insurance purposes so that when they fix this over here and loosen up this over here so that you'll be back in a month or a week, you don't see it. These things are happening around you, people, and you need to wake up. Well, if you're pretty damn awake in this audience, great. But if you've stumbled on this show, you don't know what's going on, you haven't seen it in a while, I'm talking to you, okay? When was the last time you hung up a banner that said something positive? Please, give me a comment in there. Tell me. I didn't. I've never put up a banner, okay? I was banner king in the Ron Paul days, okay? I was the organizer of the first Ron Paul for president meetup group, okay? And I did that for eight years. In those eight years, I totaled it up one day. I figure I donated somewhere around $300,000 worth of my time, my effort, my money, traveling, expenses, doing events out of my pocket. I mean, I spent a lot of money in eight years of my life working on trying to get an honest man elected as president. Okay? And I believe that the work that I did and the work that the Ron Paul Revolution did... You can't have not seen a Ron Paul Revolution banner, okay? We created that logo, or only created that logo down at 4700 North Central in the workshop they had at the time, 
day. I wasn't there that day because I was doing organizer stuff online as fast as I could. But I'll tell you what, I've got enough footage in the can right now. I mean, I've got hours and hours of footage in the can that I've been going. I, I go balls to the wall on this activism in life and everything so hard and so much that I keep saying when I got time, just when I slow down and I can't do everything that I've been doing, I mean, I've got to go out and fix a transmission on a truck when I get off this show. Okay. Does that tell you anything? I'm over 60 and I'm going to go pull a transmission off a truck for somebody that isn't even here yet and fix his truck for him because he can't. He doesn't know how. I got all the tools. I got everything I need and I know what I'm doing. Get me? I'm, I'm so much on this, but I got hours of hours. I got so much footage that I want to do like Aaron Russo, God rest his soul. When he created, you know, his, his iconic movie, which Ernie and I, we burned, we had 11, six burner. We have 11, 11 burners stack burning out 11 copies of America, freedom to fascism. Every so many minutes we 50,000 copies that we had to punch out the hole from the sticker and put it on just the right on the CD and put it in the sleeve with stuff in it and put it in a bag with other stuff to hand out to people that are lined up on Van Buren. They're lined up for two miles waiting to get into 4848 East Van Buren, the main post office to drop off their tax returns on April 15th. It was like shooting fish in a barrel walking down. I had a big sign that said IRS expose DVD. And I just walked down the row and handed these things out and handed them out and handed them out. Okay. I had a time. You'll like this. I take my wife over to the laundromat to dry clothes because the washers broke. Right. I got Ron Paul revolution on the back of the car and all that stuff. I carry a gun in Phoenix. I carry a gun everywhere. I open carry everywhere. So I got my gun on my, the wife doesn't like it. She's picky about that. Doesn't matter. I'm going to make sure we're safe. So I'm unloading stuff and everything. And all of a sudden, the cop walks up, do, 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 walks up behind me. He says, oh, excuse me. I said, yes, officer, can I help you? In a basket of clothes. He says, yes, what is this Ron Paul revolution? Can you tell me? I said, yes, sir. Hold on a second. Let me put these in here so she can dry them. And I'll be right out. So go ahead and drop them off. I'll come back out. And I talked to that, that officer for... 15, 20 minutes. I gave him a packet of our information and uh, I said, it's America from freedom to fascism. Watch this movie. Okay. Make sure you watch this movie and then get back to me. Here's my contact information and everything. Guy calls me the next day and says, sir, can I get some more of these to hand out? I said, sure you can. How many would you like? He said, can I have a hundred? Yes, sir. Where can I meet you? I went and drove straight over. I had a stack of a hundred already burnt off. And ready to go, met with this officer, and I gave him to him, and I said, very good. Did you like the movie? He said, oh, yeah, it was a great movie. Oh, man, that was fantastic. Can't wait for the guys to see this. I said, well, who are you going to give these to? He says, I'm going to hand them all out at the precinct. That's activism, ladies and gentlemen. That's how it's done. That's how you get critical information to those that need it. Okay, if you've not seen America, Freedom to Fascism, you need to see that movie. huh? I won't make Jim pull up, you know, America, Freedom to Fascism. He's he's relaxing. 
I want you guys to relax and enjoy the show because I know you're enjoying the show. I'm kind of watching these comments go through. <laughs> Back to non-pharmaceuticals. Hey, Homefront Battle Buddies doesn't believe in pharmaceutical cures. Okay? We believe in other cures. A great therapy. One that I would give over some pills, even. I mean, rather than give you Xanax, I would rather have a naked, pretty girl give you a massage in the bright sunlight. And I, I don't mean happy endings. No, I don't mean that. I just mean a pretty girl naked giving you a massage. Now, that may, you may call that sexist all you want. You may call it whatever you want. But I'll tell you what, to a PTSD soldier that's been killing people and seeing them explode and had guts splattered all over them, I think if a pretty girl were to accidentally rub part of her soft body parts on some of his soft body parts accidentally, he might stop thinking about the exploded goo that he had on him. Do you get my drift? I mean, I've been through AA. I've been through so much shit in the name of rehabilitation. Aaron Russo, God rest his soul. That guy, he, he was a famous producer. He did a lot of good movies. But from freedom to fascism, this has woken up so many people to the fact that there is no law that requires you or me to fill out a federal income tax form. Watch this movie. Watch closely Marcy Brooks. I cannot watch this movie ever without crying when Marcy Brooks comes on. Okay? So, enjoy that movie. Man. Yes, I'm a very emotional person. Oh, that was my fault. Homefront Battle Buddies, check out the website. Donate money if you can. It is tax deductible. Okay? I get some time here. I am the vice chairman of the board of directors for this 501c3 corporation. Okay? Now we're completely done with our paperwork. We've got the website set up. Everything is going gung-ho. I'm working on the facility over here. Right? Trying to get it situated. I'm going to, this coming week here, I'm going to dedicate a lot of time this week into contacting other major corporations and trying to come up with some donations. We need a couple of donations for building materials for a barracks or two for putting guys up when they come and do a week-long retreat. You know, what we're going to go is we're, we're going to use a, a, a metal hoop system that's interlocking that will make kind of like a Quonset hut. We'll put over uh, a lath over it and put uh, concrete on it and make it make it waterproof. We just need like like Quonset huts for even for troops. I mean, they, they'll recognize it. They've, we've all built it in a Quonset hut at one point in time in the military. Um, they're 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 efficient for putting in bunk beds and, and stuff like that. We do have to create some some bathrooms. 
you know that costs money we got concrete we got all these things i mean the the travel stuff all of that oh mike what's the thing in the news today pulls your trigger everybody wants to have my new the news right they don't want my story they want me to continue even though it's great but everybody wants the news the news the news what pulls your trigger ed uh you know what the first one that i got off of censored dot news which is where i look first when it comes to gathering information it used to be drudge report until drudge sold out and they went left now i go to censor.news quite often anyway the thing i saw in there there it is second one down fbi ridiculed for seizing man's lego set of the u.s capitol it's like what in the world is going you know my mind automatically all right and think like a fed why would we get because he's using this Lego setup of the Capitol as a mock-up so that he can instruct other troops as to where to go and when to attack and where to attack. Am I right? Does that sound about right? You, man, I look down and Steve's eyes are closed. Aunt E's kind of, uh, uh, uh. would you please bring Steve and Aunt up here with me? Listen, I'm... I'm running a campaign. I have to text people back, Ed. <laughs> ah, so your eyes weren't closed. You were looking down. Okay. Yeah, we're both on our phones here. <laughs> oh, you're both just just jetting away. Okay. I'm a busy, I'm a busy you man. Tell me, why would the FBI grab a man because he has a Lego set of the U.S. Capitol? Well, I don't know if you've ever stepped on a Lego, Ed, but that should be an act of terrorism. It's a... Uh... <laughs> Oh, yeah, he was planning to put it into Legos. the rotunda. They're they're salt Legos. Yeah. What were color they were they? Was it covered in ricin or anthrax or? No, Ed. Um, Legos have become uh, too difficult for the average American to assemble, and so to prevent uh, average American rage, uh, the government has decided to uh, retrieve Legos from everybody's household, especially when they're in the shape of the Capitol. Yeah. Or Harry Potter's castle, school, yeah, or the star, or a star this destroyer. This is why it's hard for me to go through news. You know, it's like if I want to know how to make a souffle, I turn on Channel Ten in the morning to watch their news program, and then I find out how to make a souffle. You know, it's kind of like that half the time. I scam through and scam through and scam through, but. I, can't, I don't see I can't. a lot of newsworthy news to grasp a hold of and grab onto. I mean, I the I last new tell you the last I'm... noteworthy item I saw in the news. There you go. <laughs> were the the patent papers for the current coronavirus from 2017, where they patented it before it was released. That was the story I thought was interesting. I put it into the producers club. It yes. made me, yes. it made me way up there days old. Oh no! <laughs> you gotta be kidding me! Was this included in the man's set? No, unfortunately oh. not. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, I don't know the last. I can't tell you the last time I actually like watched or read any news. Actually, like even even your local news. <laughs> That's great. Oh, Jim, dig it. 
listen, like, it, like even your local news outlets are tied into the mainstream media. So if you think your local news outlet isn't corrupt as shit, <laughs> I have bad news for you. Well, <laughs> well, it's not even just that. They got uh, the smaller news stations will even pull things from from uh, satire and they'll report it as regular news. And I've noticed like uh, KMR uh, here locally, they'll pull news articles and you would think that it was their news and they just copy paste, but then the, the little fine print, they have who the actual sources, but they're acting like it's their news. They're not even reporting. They're just reporting and regurgitating what somebody else has said. They're not right. even reporting anymore. Reporting is gone the wayside. My little sister has a, uh, got a degree in journalism oh. and, they changed the degree plan. There's no such thing as a degree in journalism now. Now it's mass media. So whenever she went and she got her diploma from from college, it says uh, a degree in journalism. But when they pull her transcript, transcript now it says degree in mass media. So there's a lot more involved in the mass media than there was in journalism. But there there's no such thing as real journalism anymore. No, nope. no, they're not. Uh, they haven't. They haven't been doing. I don't think there's there's been actual journalists since the probably the early 90s you know like there we go dig dig toilet paper ones man you you know sometimes those little ones are the worst too when you step on them they they're just oh i'd rather i'd rather get shot with an ar-15 than step on a lego you know there's there's all these you know there's all these variants now and all these like sub-educated Americans or those that lack common sense uh, are like, oh my God, the virus is mutating. Hey guys, viruses fucking mutate. All right. They've mutated since the inception of the planet. Like they're saying, (laughs) so like the the Delta variant they say is now the, uh, the predominant uh, strain of this virus. Did you see the California article that now there's an Epsilon variant? Oh my gosh. There's, there's going to be a million more variants, but I just want to throw it out there. We had a, uh, we did have a news article that I, I shared and Jim also found the same one about pockets of uh, under vaccinated people are the greatest threat to America right now. And I just wanted to throw it out there that my town was named as one of those pockets of under vaccinated. So my town is more libertarian than than the most ourselves. There you go. So it's 500 vaccinated clusters. Um, and look, see that big circle around Texas? That's where I. That's where I live, and that's where I work. It's your fault. It's it's our fault, man. Blame blame us Texans. I mean, I, I typically do. I, well, I know you're, you're <laughs> from Arizona, but we'll we'll let it slide because you're from Arizona, even though your state voted for Joe Biden. But that's okay. Oh, you're staying what, almost. What <laughs> no, we were we were we were only that way at first until everybody got off of work and went and voted. You're like, you're like fifty-two <laughs> to forty-eight. What what what's figures are you using? Cities? What's up with your major cities? Are you Austin, using the old dated figures or in Little California? Austin is Little California. All them like Austin, Austin Dallas, and San Antonio are all liberal cities. What are you doing over there? Oh, Austin is like Alamo. The Alamo, Texas is great. Like claim to fame is in a liberal shithole. It, it, it is in an, it is a the Alamo that we we lost that battle. We celebrate a battle that we lost, which I, yeah. I never quite understood that. I never understood it either. I mean, I lived in San Antonio for a few years when I was in the Air Force, and I never could wrap my head around why we were so 
excited about getting our ass kicked. Like, <laughs> weird. I guess it's the same thing as some of those Confederate folks. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. When it comes to the virus, I have no fear whatsoever because I take zinc. I take D3. I, I take a lot of things that boost my immune system up high concentrations of vitamin C. And if I really need to go out into a concentrated group of people that I don't know, I just spray myself with the silver. I make colloidal silver. I have colloidal silver throat spray, nose spray, a good coating of that. And I don't care what lands on you. It will not live. Okay. I live a healthy life and I, I don't garbage myself up. And I clean my system out quite regularly using Fiji water. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Fiji water commercial. I don't get paid by Fiji water, but guess what? I use Fiji water exclusively when it comes to putting water in my body. Why do you do that, Ed? Well, the volcanic aquifer that the water goes through imparts a degree of natural silicates to the water, which ease the blood-brain barrier and allows the body to remove toxic metals and chemicals from the brain. It also has a high content of magnesium, which is what the synapses of the brain are made of. That's the part that carries the electrical connection from one part of your thinking brain to the other. In the first two weeks of going on a Fiji water regimen after the second week, I knew quite quite clearly that I had a fog before that was not there now. And it cleared up. It took about three, four, five days for it to start lifting. And then by, by the second week, I knew I was clean. I am pretty damn clean right now. You know, I may have uh, cannabinates, in my metabolites, but other than that, I'm damn clean, and clean because water. of that, I'm very healthy. I'm over sixty. I do physical work in hot sunshine. I just been in and out of of, of Phoenix. I have my neighbor, my neighbor, God rest him, bless the man. He's he's a Mormon that's a giver from the heart. He's he's very rich. He owns the largest freestanding steel steel structure in Navajo County. He was helping somebody whose barn burned down, build a new barn, and he fell down and hit his head. Lost his memory. Regained his memory all the way about 85% back. And then I spent a week over here for the retreat. The weekend of the retreat, he fell down, hit his head, and was there for hours. And my dog stayed with him. He's got my dog, my German Shepherd police dog. My dog stayed with him the whole time, and then somebody found him, and they took him to the hospital. They checked him, and they... Well, they checked him. Oh my God! You got a tumor in your brain. It's pressing on your brain. We got to remove it. They fly him to St. Joe's. So he's in Phoenix. I've been shuttling back and forth between Ash Fork and Winslow and Phoenix, and you know it's 350 miles from Phoenix to either one of these, and two hours from here to there. So I put my truck. I got had 14,000 miles on. It's got 80,000 miles on it now. I'm I going and doing, going and doing, man. Yeah, I just drink, I, I just drink water from a hose still. So that's, yeah, go ahead. You you can get all of the fluorides and the halogens and build yourself up. You can 
you have plenty to go on now. We could cut out 98% of your brain and you can still live. Okay? Hey, I got well water. So when I drink from a hose, I'm drinking out of my own well. I just I just drink whatever's in the fucking ground underneath. <laughs> you know, I'm, I don't trust aquifers either. Aquifer really needs to be filtered unless it comes, unless it's, you know, I drink pharmaceutical water. How's that? I mean, you yeah. know how much Fiji water costs? Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, it's good yeah, water. It's yeah, $20 a case at the Costco Business Center, which is the cheapest place so, I can find it. So, Jim, I have a suggestion for, um, not Jim, uh, Ed, for, for water. It's uh, Poland Spring Water uh, from a spring in Maine. Have you ever heard of it? No. Okay, so I grew up drinking Poland Spring Water, and... I would put Poland spring water up against any water, some of the best water that you could buy. It's, right. And uh, so if you can order it, it's really hard to find down out West. I've found it on Amazon. I've had it ordered. It's expensive water as well, but it is really, really good water. It's from a natural okay. spring from the glaciers. If it was the purity that I was worried about, I have Berkey filters and, I have the additional filter that takes out all of the, the metals and the strontium. It takes out fluoride. I mean, what comes out of that is pure, 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 okay? But I don't drink the Fiji water just because it's pure. I drink it for the magnesium in it because the magnesium builds my brain and I remember more every day. And the silicates help me to maintain a clean brain and a clean system by removing things from my brain. Well, I know yeah. that's happening. Well, I think the... I'm not sure what the actual content is. I, I used to have water kits. So part of what my job is in the oil field is I, I test water, uh, you know, and uh, so I had like this big elaborate water kit, test everything from the sulfates to the chlorides to uh, to anything you could think of. I mean, the pH levels of it. Um, right. I've tested different bottled waters and was really surprised that like some of the bottled water was just worse than the tap water. Yeah. But, um, but uh, saying as much, like I said, if you could, I, I might, I might go and uh, just uh, drop ship you some some of that Poland spring water so you could try it out just to see what you think of it. Um, it it's going to have a lot of the same silicates and everything else. It's it, from the spring that it. It's New England. It's one of the the way they get it. They don't purify it or anything. It just comes from a natural spring, so they're not trying to filter it and do all this other stuff to it. It's it's a really high quality water, but it's a very small spring, so. You don't right, get so it. it's mineralized. Right, exactly. Right. Well, the mineral mineralization gives it the texture and the taste. Right, exactly. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. <clears throat> yeah, I, I still just I still just drink water out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. see, I wouldn't expect anything less from you Arizonans. Like, it rains. Hey, look, there's a puddle. Let's go scoop some water and drink Literally. it. Literally, man. I mean, yeah. you don't get a lot of water down here in the desert, so is what it is. <laughs> How often do you do mathematic computation? Uh, I try to avoid math as much as physically possible. <laughs> well, see, the clarity of mind is important when it comes to mathematic computation. Well, see, I don't, I don't need to do math, so I don't. <laughs> I don't need to do none of that. Uh, most of what I have to do is, is talk to Arizonans about. So uh, tyranny and how we're being stripped of our individual liberties and that so, doesn't require a whole lot of thought these days so <laughs> so well, you know at least you're running a good program yeah you know what i think the next big water rush is going to be is these asteroids that have water on them i want to i want to get with jeff bezos or 
or Elon Musk, and we're going to go mine some of these asteroids for water. I, I bet asteroidal water would be pretty awesome. Because, I mean, it's been all over the universe, right? It already what sounds is, like it's be expensive. Yeah, what is the cost of water versus a trip to the asteroid belt? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but... I don't know, but you know, it's worth it's worth looking into, right? It couldn't have been touched by man at that point, with the exception of from the asteroid to to the consumer. Well, what if? Hear me out now. This may be a conspiracy. What if asteroid water is just alien piss? Oh, cue the X Files music. <laughs> Ashwork Ash is too high in elevation to get well water. Really? Yeah, we have to haul water here. Wow. Yeah, because you guys would have to, you guys would have to drill down like, who knows how? Ten thousand feet. Yeah, I bet you, I, I bet you, you could get water, but it would be a lot, really expensive to get well water. I mean, because you know, the average well, like my well, I think is a uh, hundred and eighty foot. I think that's how deep my well is. But uh, groundwater, at least in Texas Panhandle, and our elevation is thirty six hundred foot. Groundwater here is between you know eighty to two hundred fifty foot. Is you where your well water is, and if you go a little bit deeper, you end up in the aquifer, um, and it, it ranges from place to place. But I've seen groundwater as low as three or four thousand foot here in West Texas. So I bet you could get it. It'd just be pretty expensive. Yeah. The, the problem like with the problem with that is that the closer the water is to the surface, the easier it is contaminated by surface contaminants. Absolutely, I agree with that. You're leaching. Got to worry. That's why water from a deeper well is always more reliable. I would like to address this comment by Mike Freeman. Yes, Mike. I balance my checkbook every day. I don't. You don't want to look at my finances. <laughs> so you do mathematical computation daily. That's not a mathematical Ooh. computation. That's, that's, that's elementary school bullshit. But they stopped teaching elementary school children cursive writing. How long is it before they stop teaching them addition? I don't know. I had, to, I had to teach my 27-year-old friend how to write her signature because she didn't know how to write cursive. So, You know, the uh, reason they think they stopped doing that, like I can't think of the last time I wrote in cursive. Oh, I still write in cursive just because. When I, was the last time you I, signed your name? You can't. You want, me, you want me to see what my signature looks like? I can't read my own signature. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's still in cursive, isn't it? Yeah. Ish, oh, it's, cursive ish. It's, it's unpracticed cursive. I like I like to I like to write cursive still, just so I can watch people struggle to read it. Yeah, no, I can read it and I can like write sick, it. I just like a I sick know. joke. <laughs> I had the excellent fortune of driving my grandson to and from school every day for three years, in second, third, and fourth grade. Okay, by fourth grade. He, he already knew fifth and sixth grade, and he was the school champion spelling bee. Just from me tutoring him on the way to school and on the way home every day. That's it. That's the only contact tutoring I had with him. But I developed the kid into something because I put a lot of, a lot of good programming towards – you know, you're doing this for yourself, your future. You need to know what you need to know and get as much as you need to know and don't let others distract you, okay? That stopped him from being a talks with everybody all the time to excellent student ask questions quite often. 
it deal. makes me feel better because uh, I plan on actually all my sons in summer break uh, getting some lesson plans together for them. So I don't want them just to be all summer just on his video game. So I got lessons planned on Thomas Paine, for example, that I'm going to try to put together for my son. He's 12. He's already top of his class, but I, I figure things like, you know, learning about real stuff that you're not going to learn about in, in school is more important than this, the nonsense test, like teaching them to pass a test. Like, in, like they don't teach them to think anymore. They teach them to pass a test and that's all they do for their numbers. And I, I don't agree with it, but yeah. I mean, I mean, at least you're, you're you know, 12 year olds top of the class, mine threatened to blow up a school bus. So, you know, Hey, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, sur I'm really surprised that my son hasn't gone like to, he's pretty outspoken. I'm, and if he ever said anything like that, he wouldn't actually mean it. And I'm sure your kid didn't mean it either, no, no. but, but they take all that seriously. All right. But my son is very political. He, he has to watch the news every night. He, I, I've been sitting down with him since he could read and making him read like the Bill of Rights and the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. I've been doing this with him since he could read. And like, he gets so annoyed with me now. He's like, Dad, do we have to? He's like, yes, we do. And he's like, fine. I was like, all right, read the the Fourth, Fifth, and 14th Amendment real quick for me. You know, and he just busts out. I get a big book, you know, has all the Constitution and Bill of Rights and you go through and he'll read them for me. He's like, can I go now? I'm like, all right, you can go now. You know, just I try to keep that thing top of his mind. And and the end result is now my kid is this little political and he wants to be he want he says he, he would like to be possibly the president one day. So now I'm trying to figure out how to get him into like Yale, <laughs> which is not a cheap school. No. Um, yeah, my my 16 year old, he uh, so he's he's a, he's visiting from Virginia and like down here uh, in certain parts around like we're in the rural areas around Tucson. He's like, when he first got here, he's like, he's like, how, he's like, do I need to wear my mask? Do I need to, he's like, these signs say, you know, this thing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, just ignore them. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what, what's going on here? And I'm like, we literally, like, I had to explain, like, we literally stopped carrying like last October. <laughs> so like, you know, what <clears throat> he's like, but aren't there still like rules? And I'm like, eh. Uh, rules are only rules if, if you let them apply. So see, you got to keep on them. You got to keep on them because conversely, my grandson's sister, my granddaughter, she met Ron Paul. I got a picture of her and Ron Paul together, and he signed it for. Wait, she met him. We took the picture, and then next time I went, I had him sign it. So she's got a signed picture of her with Ron Paul. She went and did activism with me. This and that, but. After I moved out and went up here and did this, and she got back in with to society and friends and this and that, and before you know it, she voted for Hillary and she's a Democrat. Yeah, uh, Mike Freeman, uh, Chesapeake, Virginia, is where my ex-wife and my kids live. Uh, so yeah, they were locked down for a little over a year, I think. So. You know. All right, you guys, uh, have you come up with a winner for our contest so far? Man, a, lot, a lot of people have been posting. I still like the uh, cats ate, uh, kitties ate my... Yeah, uh, that, that's going to be the winner, I'm pretty sure. It's probably long gone, but... Yeah, it's, I, it's long gone by now. Who was it that said that? Ah, somebody. Whoever it was that said, that said the comment was, about, the, kitties, yeah, the freedom kitties eat my weed again. Whoever it, that it was, was, it was our people. So our, our people always have the best comments. 
Uh, I do want to say thank you for all the new faces that I see on here, though. I've seen a yeah. bunch of new names that I haven't seen, and I want to thank you guys for being here. Uh, Adam should be back, you know, these next shows. So, you know, you tuned in for Adam when we got the Ed show. But, I mean, I do want to thank everybody because it, it, to me that's awesome. Every time I see a new face, I get excited because that means that we're still promoting and getting bigger, and eventually everybody, maybe, in an ideal world, will speak freedom. Agreed. Yep. There you go, Ed. And with that, I think is what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through the comments. Why not? Yeah. None to sun. Our people. Great talk. Vote SSNP in Syria. Uh, There's Freeman with a good one. Who put the, who put that tack on my chair? I like how Ed gets all animated when he when he reads the comments. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was very I was very chill when I was reading comments. Everyone said I was everyone said I was very calm, which is mostly true. I I try to. Bala Noshoba Noshoba Bala Noshoba says you can make water by solar electrolysis using oxygen and hydrogen. Well, I don't know about that one. We don't need more water from another planet. Just make the water, huh? Uh, we need to stop wasting it on a stupid fish in California by pumping it into the ocean. Well, they make those uh, air conditionings that go inside your house that have the collection tray, and they yes. water out of the atmosphere. You could theoretically use that water for drinking, too, because it would be pure water. Is Adam doing his vaccine? Yeah, right. <laughs> Come on, Fedor. We tried. We tried so hard to get uh, uh, some sort of panel that would debate whether Adam should get the vaccine or not, and we could not find anybody, and I mean anybody, that would take the pro side and come on the show and do it. I called people with the health department. I called people with the state. I called this, that. I called the public information. Public information officer only puts the information out. He doesn't make appearances. All of this, nobody would come on this show to say, yes, Adam should really get the vaccine because it's for X, Y, and Z. You don't need that vaccine. You don't need the vaccine. It isn't a vaccine, okay? It's a mRNA gene therapy. In other words, it's something that changes you somehow. So okay? I want to... I want to address this with healthy disrespect. She says, uh, air conditioning water is filthy. Well, I thought so too, but I had this, this, this unit in this Airbnb inside unit, air conditioning unit had a big collection tray. The water that came out of there looked crystal clear. And if you were that concerned about it, you're running through a Brita filter on your, in your little Brita jug, you just made water without having to pay for extra water. My wife uses a Brita jug and I don't agree with it because it, it doesn't take out the smaller particulates. It only goes to a certain point. Right. But if it's if the so when it, there's air conditions are making water, they're doing it. Um, it's going to be pure water. Anyway. There shouldn't be any really particulates in it anyways. No. So, I mean, so we're running through any kind of filter, any kind of the big, any of the big stuff, you know, that's in there will get caught. There won't be a lot of small stuff in there. Um, it's reverse osmosis basically is what it is. When you, you get water from an air conditioning, it's reverse osmosis water. So it becomes almost as pure a water as you can get, minus whatever, you know, it's in the atmosphere itself. But uh, 
know that you can make water by putting oxygen and hydrogen together and you can also split the water of the oxygen and hydrogen and use them to fuel a brown's gas torch so you can you can run a torch off of water there are people out there that have converted their vehicles to run off of water i'm in line actually i'm there's probably three more people in line in front of me I'm in line with the guy that I know that converts vehicles over. And when he gets done with those people, he's going to take my big Suburban, my 81 GMC Suburban, weighs 10,000 pounds, fully, fully gassed up and everything. He's going to convert it to run on water. And we're going to make the, the, the water plant in the back of it all out of plexiglass so that you can look in the windows and see the process in action feeding it into the engine. And I want to put... This, this big vehicle runs off of water all over the vehicle, and then I'll drive it around and pimp it. I, so, like, I mean, you may not know the answer to this, but, like, so on an internal combustion engine, right, with the water, if it's water, if it's converted over to water, like, what is a what is the operating temperature of that engine, and what's, like, the evaporation rate? Like, what kind of what well, kind of mileage would you it, it's use, It's using hydrogen, so it, it's taking the hydrogen out of the out of the water, and the exhaust is going to be oxygen. They make big generators right now that they're still in the experimental process, and they're trying to put them in these uh, yachts, these mega yachts, super yachts that run entirely on 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 hydrogen. When you're right. in the ocean, you have an unlimited supply right. of fuel, so you're it's almost like a nuclear reactor, and that you can basically go forever. Uh, they and they're using the hydrogen to power electric generators. The elect and the electric generators with batteries and on an electric motor like a Tesla. So they're having electric propulsion, but they're using the hydrogen for to make electricity. So like, so like small scale Hoover Dam type conversion. Yeah. Well, Hoover Dam. I thought they still use the falling water in order to produce most of their energy, didn't they? So this would be different. This is they're literally extracting hydrogen from the uh, from the water and yeah. hydrogen is extremely flammable and they're using the hydrogen yes. as the fuel source. And then the, the exhaust on that is oxygen because you know, H2O. So you burn the hydrogen right. all you have left is the O2. And you use the oxygen to, fu to fuel the fire hotter. Right. Yes. All of these things, you know, I saw on uh, freedoms, Phoenix, Ernie's, Ernie's website. I saw a thing about, uh, um, a device with no moving parts using gases, noble gases, that it could take heat and turn it into sound and then through a reverse process turn the sound into a method for making something cool. And they could take 120 degree heat and create a 20 below cooling space below that using this thermoacoustic generator. That'd be interesting. That was damn interesting. I wonder how much it cost. <laughs> yeah. You know, put it, put it on top it, of my house in it, Arizona where it's over 110, 120, and have it cool the underneath of my house using sound. No moving all, parts, no electricity. If all 254,000 subscribers to Adam versus the man would give $10, I bet we could find out. <laughs> so, yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you like this show, please... Hit that, hit that uh, super chat button. Throw us some money. That'd be really nice. Go so to homefrontbattlebuddies.com. Throw some money there. 
Go to Patreon. Become a Patreon subscriber for Adam versus the Man. Adam would love to see that. There is a government page site on desalination, which explains how seawater is converted into. Ah, now I know how Adam feels. Drinking water through a distillation process. So this is yeah. this is actually how I I think we should solve. So you know, we have a we have a lake mead and, and water shortage crisis and coming. Well, it's it's here already. So I want to put desalinization plants outside of California and in the the Baja Gulf and get the water Arizonans need from there. Gentlemen, we know everything can be solved through technology. The problem is the powers that be do not want anything solved. They want all progress obfuscated. They want a breakdown of the country we are in. They want a breakdown of the nuclear family. They want a breakdown of religion and replace it with a one-world religion, they want a breakdown of common currency and turn it into a one-world currency, and they want the most of us dead as they can get as fast as they can do it. And we are fighting an uphill battle against a giant, giant monster that will not allow us to coordinate in fighting it. Am I correct? I agree, 100%. I'm with you. I agree. I think that that's one of the best ways that I can think of to end this show with you two gentlemen. I appreciate both of you and what you do and your problems with con connectivity. I emulate that all the time. I know what you're dealing with. And for us to put out a quality show that we do really takes a giant effort from the backstage. And please, everybody in the comment contest, give some kudos to these two guys because week in and week out, they show up. They help out, they back up, and they support us greatly. Without them, we couldn't be here. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Ed. And now for that, we take it over to Jim for our closing producer notes. What's going on? I hope you enjoyed the show, everybody. Ed kicked ass. We got t.me forward slash Adam versus the man. That's a public telegram channel that you can join. Everybody is welcome, no matter if you're watching this live or otherwise. We got patreon.com forward slash Adam versus man is where you can go to support the show. Homefrontbattlebuddies.com. We learned more about that today. All your texts, all your, all your donations to homefrontbattlebuddies.com are tax deductible. Always remember that Instagram at the garden of freedom. That's the handle where you can find all the pictures and videos of life up in Gardenia. The crypto six.com is where you can go to support the people that were raided in the Bitcoin church up in Keene, New Hampshire, or write to Mr. Nobody who's still sitting in a cage because of it. GoGreenEnergyOnline.com is the best website we send do-it-yourselfers to to learn more about solar power, micro wind power, etc. things of that nature. GoGreenEnergyOnline.com. Have a great day, everybody. See you tomorrow. I appreciate y'all being here for me. I appreciate y'all coming. It's been a great show. I could go on for hours, you know, and uh, anybody that wants to, I'm going to be here for a little while in this room. If Jim, put the link back up, please. If you want to talk to me, you want to say hi or whatever, hit that link. We'll let you back in the room here and you can talk with us. Okay. Until next time. Thank you very much. And Mr. Kokesh, safe trip. <laughs>